Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. He's got pitching wedge, Jimmy. And it's obvious he can really play. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Time for Curry from half court. is right at it if it gets there. How about that? Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. What a weekend it was for Steph Curry. And we have such a treat today. What better way to start our show than bringing in the man himself. Steph, as always, thank you for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. No problem at all. I didn't think it'd be with a golf highlight, though. That's cool. I mean, I feel like we have to start right then and there, right? Because a hole-in-one, a walk-off eagle putt to win the American Century Championship. Let's start. The hole-in-one is on Saturday, right? Where does that rank in terms of all-time shots that you've made? Because you've made some pretty incredible ones. Well, it was number one for about 24 hours. And then <laughs> the uh, I had to top it with the the walk-off putt to win the tournament, which uh, anybody who knows me know how passionate I am about the game of golf, and that tournament provides a great environment for uh, competition and fun and energy and trying to grow the game, get more people, you know, involved with it. But, like, that shot was – it's the holding ones are there's a little luck involved i was i hit a great shot and then you know my celebration was all about just how crazy a moment it was for sure a little bit of luck a little bit of skill but the entire sports world was talking about it you had lebron james tweeting about it you had patrick mahomes tweeting about it how did it feel to have that be about your golf game not your basketball game <laughs> it was crazy because i guess it's it's cool to know like there's so many uh newcomers to the game of golf like even in the league there's so many you know guys that are talking about it especially in the off season how they um are getting out on the course and their free time and all that so they have a like a golf highlight they got people talking about it uh it was special for sure so i'm hoping more people get clubs in their hands and get out there and play because it's just that much fun i'm gonna need a whole lot of practice um is there any teammate that you would let caddy for you Ah, uh, that's a good question. Probably uh, not. Well, I mean, me and Clay, we were in the match yep. together. Like, I would actually let him caddy because we'd have good commentary back and forth. Uh, we, we would have to work a little bit better on our chemistry on the court on the course to, to you know, try to win another match. But yeah, I like Clay as a caddy. He keep me okay. entertained uh, the entire the entire round for sure. But bringing Rocco might be just a little bit too far. Um, oh, you, <laughs> nah, not at all, not at all. Bring them all. Well, one thing we can say though, Steph, is your golf game. It is no longer underrated and underrated, and that just so happens to be the name of the feature film that you're releasing this Friday with Apple Plus. Can you tell us a little bit more about that project? Yeah, it's a special project. It's kind of like the origin story of 
uh, my Davidson Wildcat years and the three years I spent there, our tournament run in 2008 and kind of what all went into my decision to go there, you know, the years leading up, um, you know, when I was learning the game and and just what developed that underrated mindset for me that I still carry today. I know that everybody sees the finished product of where yeah. I'm at now with all their accolades, but the underrated mindset and that chip on your shoulder was developed in those days. And it's kind of a really cool glimpse of where it all started. So working with Apple TV Plus, working with uh, Peter Nix, Ryan Coogler, um, you know, some amazing partners on this project. I'm super excited for people to kind of go back in time and relive some amazing moments in my life. That's awesome. We're huge, huge fans of Ryan Coogler here. But you mentioned still carrying that feeling now. You're a four-time champion. You're a two-time league MVP. You're a finals MVP. You're a golf champion. When was the last time you felt underrated? It might not make sense, but I still do. Like uh, the when you, even when you watch the film, you'll kind of understand the failures and successes that mm -hmm. went along my journey. Like the work ethic that I had to put in because I wasn't as physically gifted as you know your counterparts that are getting recruited at the highest level. Um, even going to Davidson as you know a small mid-major school, like. Uh, I had a very slow progression and, and, and journey in, in the game, and you know, that confidence came from just all the work that you put in. And I've I've never lost that, so still feel like I can get better. Uh, as crazy as it might sound, still feel like that underrated mindset fuels you, even though um, it's under a little bit different terms. Uh, Fifteen years into the league. Well, I know we're all looking forward to seeing underrated out this Friday on Apple TV Plus. Steph, since we last spoke, though, there, there's been a couple of changes to your team, the Golden State Warriors. I just have to know, was it as jarring for you as it was for the rest of us to finally see Chris Paul, someone who you battled so many years against in a Golden State jersey? Yeah, there's always that moment of shock, I think, just knowing like the history and the battles that we've had on the court over the years and just how quickly things can change in the league. But um, I'm super excited to play with him. It's going to be an awesome experience. He's, he's one of the greatest point guards ever played this game. He has such a high basketball IQ. Um, he elevates teams that he's been on you know, his entire career. So there's a lot to figure out, and we all can acknowledge, like, trying to make sure all the pieces, you know, yeah. that they, they fit and, and work and, and, and find our rhythm as the season gets going. But I know we're all committed to winning. I know we're all trying to, you know, make the most of this, this season um, and try to take another step. And we all, if we all keep that same energy, you know, things should, you know, work out for us. It's a Rubik's Cube. You have to get all the sides, all the pieces of the puzzle to fit, as you said. One other thing that happened, Draymond Green, of course, he opted out. And then one of the first deals we saw in free agency was him signing a four-year deal to stay in Golden State. Did it? Did you even let it go through your mind? Oh, wait, is this going to be it? Oh, okay, phew, fake out, we're good. Uh, he, I mean, throughout the whole process, there's obviously updates and, <laughs> you know, rumors and, you know, the, the two sides trying to figure it out because we obviously wanted to keep our core together to make another run. Uh, you do not, you know, wonder you don't, you don't ever want to put yourself in the reality of that. You know, us not playing together. But you know, I'm, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad uh, that we can kind of keep the band together. I'm glad that we have an opportunity to try to, again, you know, make a, another legit run at trying to win in a championship. And he's a huge part of what we do. He always has been. And um, obviously excited to, to to go back to war with him. Yeah. One, one thing you said recently, Steph, is that the moves that Mike Dunleavy Jr. has made, you feel like there's just
just a better fit with this roster. There's some chemistry coming in. You really like the way that it's shaping up. Why do you feel like it is a step forward from where you were last year? I mean, we learned a lot about ourselves and what it takes to win last year. You know, we, we obviously from the 22 finals to last year, um, you know, our core has a certain way of playing. And we've always, you know, kind of adapted to what the challenges are, um, you know, what we need to face and how we need to continue to evolve. Uh, I think we got, you know, obviously a, a little older in the sense of, you know, the maturity in our locker room with, with, with adding CP, adding Dario Saric. Um, you know, another year with, with GP2 back, uh, you know, Wiggs taking another step. And, you know, JK and Moses Moody, you know, two of our young guys that hopefully have, you know, more defined roles in terms of how they can help us win. So I'm just excited to see, you know, how it all comes together. You know, we've got to figure out our rotations, yeah. got to figure out, um, you know, what it, what it really looks like. But... We're not. I, I feel like we're not that far off, and and that's all you want is a legit shot to to go out there, uh, try to execute, try to you know be able to beat the best teams in the league on a, on any given night, and I feel like we're right there. We got to spend a little bit of time, Richard and I did, in Las Vegas with your head coach Steve Kerr for the in-season tournament announcement. I haven't gotten a chance to hear your thoughts on that yet. I know he's a fan. What do you think? I think it's great for the fans to have something to kind of lock in on early in the season. And, you know, it doesn't change our schedule at all in terms of games played or, you know, how it looks until you, you possibly get to you know, to Vegas for the, the Final Four and all right. that. And, um, and, yeah, obviously over time it will start to develop an identity because you're starting something new and um, – you know, again, it's for, you know, the excitement around the league and trying to figure out who's, you know, who's the team that's getting off to a hot start uh, early in the year and gives us a little bit extra, you know, energy at that time of year. But over the course of, of time, you'll see, you know, people really taking a sense of pride, I'm, I'm sure, about trying to win that. And obviously, there's a, a little incentive for the players to, to go after it. But, um, this first year will be interesting. It'll be a feeling out process for everybody. But I think uh, it's a great idea and it's aggressive and you like mm. being aggressive trying things. Well, Steph, speaking of Steve Kerr, he's coaching Team USA this summer and then we have an Olympics coming up pretty soon in 2024. Have you given any thought to, to playing for your coach in your first Olympics? That's the one piece of the resume. Coach always likes to joke uh, that I don't have. Um, so he's he's already kind of recruiting for next season <laughs> or next summer. But uh, rooting the guys on in the World Championships this year, the World Cup. Uh, I know they're uh, you know represent the USA well and, and take home gold. I have no idea what next summer looks like, and uh, it obviously is a, an extra bonus that Coach Kerr's leading that that charge. And uh, I'd love to play for him any day of the week. So uh, we'll see how it goes come that, come summer twenty four. Let's finish here, Steph. A little bit of. Well, it has to be Disney appropriate. Would you rather? All right. Would you okay. rather a hole in one or a game winning shot on the court? A uh, game winning shot on the court for sure. I can only say that because I already have a hole in one now. See, there you go. Uh, a look away shot or a look away putt? Uh, or the, the look away putt if it's a, <laughs> for a tournament win like I did the other day. Win a golf tournament or win a three point contest? Ooh, that's a. I went well. Now I got I got to go after Sabrina's record, so I got something to shoot for now that she went crazy with the thirty-seven. 
points in their all-star weekend. So I guess we got to settle that one for sure. Mm. Who's the better three-point three uh, competition shooter? She did challenge you. All right, last one. Night-night or shimmy yeah. celebration? Oh, night-night for sure. Steph Curry, as always, thank you for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Underrated out this Friday on Apple TV+. Plus. Steph, thank you. I absolutely appreciate y'all. Coming up on NBA Today, hear what Joel Embiid had to say about winning a championship, whether it's in Philadelphia or not. Hmm, Richard Perk, could this be a sign of what's to come for the MVP? And the Suns, they've been one of the most active teams this offseason, but how much of a problem will not having a traditional point guard be? We're going to discuss that. Plus, LeBron, he's changing his number back to 23. So that begs the question, which version of LeBron is the best LeBron? All of that and so much more. We're just getting started here on NBA NBA today on a Monday. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today. My life is a movie. From Yaoundé, Cameroon, and the University of Kansas, Joel Embiid. You better start trusting the process. I always say that everything just happens so fast. Is this the tagger? Philadelphia, for the fourth time in the last five years, goes out in the Eastern Conference semis. I've been through a lot. But you just got to prove that you belong on this stage. Going into this year, I've gone up to another level. But the only way I get respect is if I win a championship. Welcome back to NBA Today. Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson with, Jefferson with us. I don't know what's going on with it's me. Fine. I just got excited because Tim Bontemps <laughs> is here I'll in the studio with us here in L.A. Don't leave him hanging. Don't <laughs> oh, leave him hanging. sorry. There, there we go. Uh, but, gentlemen, uh, let's, let's talk about Joel Embiid because there's no doubting that he has been one of the most dominant players since he first entered the league seven years ago. Still, he has yet to reach a conference finals. But his comments about how badly he wants to win, they have caught fans' attention this morning. Take a listen. What can we look forward from Joel Embiid? Um, I just want to win a championship. Um, you know, whatever it takes. I don't know what that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or you know, anywhere else. You know, I just want to have 
a chance uh, to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win that first one and then you can think about, you know, the next one. So Joel Embiid loves Twitter, and he took some time to respond to some criticism on Twitter earlier today, and one tweet read, buddy, check my middle name, Joel Troel Embiid. I was a little bit confused at first because I was like, his middle name is Hans. I don't get it. Um, I've lost my place as the best troll here, and it went to D. Maury. So I guess he has a little bit of work to do. But Joel Embiid, he's currently entering the first year of his four-year Supermax extension that he signed two years ago. So, Tim, I want to start with you here. How seriously should we, should we take this? Joel Embiid wanting to win, potentially even if it's not in Philadelphia. I don't really take anything that Joel said there all that seriously because he said this kind of stuff a bunch of times in the past. I think, to me, what's more indicative of what's going on here is this is going to be the conversation around the Sixers for the next several months and really for the next calendar year, right? I see Richard's excited about this. Look, with where, <laughs> with where Philly is at right now, with the path they have taken by being patient, by not adding anybody with future years other than matching this small contract for Paul Reed they could move if they wanted to. They've set themselves on a pretty high-risk, high-reward path mm. where next summer they could potentially have two max salary slots to go out and add real players to their roster. But that means they either have to do that next summer and get those guys and have a team that's ready to be an elite contending team for a long time, or we're going to meet a situation like Damian Lillard's in in Portland where he's looking around saying, this team isn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, if Philly strikes out then, they're not going to be good enough. Joel Embiid's going to go, what am I doing here? Damian Lillard was patient until he wasn't. Joel Embiid, thus far, he's been pretty patient. He's seen a cycle of teammates. Richard's hitting the desk. Let me get out of here. Not room. happy. No, I'm fine. I, this is what I'm saying. I 100% believe him. 100% believe him. Let me, let me go. What, who, was LeBron more connected to Cleveland or is Philly more connected to uh, uh, Embiid? Because Braun was like, home? No, I'm out. I'm going to Miami. I want to win. Players want to win. They're judged by that. So when he says it's either going to be here or someone else, history tells us that great players will change teams. Yeah. Look at what's going on with Dame. There's been rumblings about lots of people changing situations. Mm-hmm. LeBron has left. KD has left. All of these people have left. Very few. It is very, very rare that a player stays in. And a lot of times the players that stay are guys that win championships early, right. like a Steph Curry. Those guys that win are guys younger in the portion in their career. Look at this graphic. Look at the top five picks to win titles with the team that drafted them. That's not a lot. There's not a lot. There's how many on that list? I see three, five. There's nine people on that list. And Tristan and Kyrie were on the same one. Look, Tristan, Kyrie, LeBron, we're all on, on the, the same, same team. team. Well, let's be honest. Darko doesn't really count either. So Darko really doesn't count. No, guys. we haven't seen him. So let's just say this. Let's say that there's a list of probably four players that have won a chance. Jason Kidd's on that list. He left for 15 years, then went back to Dallas and won a championship. So what I'm saying is there's a higher probability of that man being gone right. and winning a championship than doing it in Philly. And so big people, Daryl Morey and ownership, needs to look at that list and be like, he's not kidding. Yeah, He's just calling it a troll. I do it all the time. I say something, I mean it, and I was like, ah, No, it's the new I got hacked. It's like, no, I'm trolling. Perk, where do you fall on this? I'm with Richard. I 100% believe Joel Embiid, and rightfully so, because at what point do we ask ourselves, is Joel Embiid tired of going through the same type of, going through the drama that has been happening with the Philadelphia 76ers. We know how Joel Embiid felt about Jimmy Butler. The Philadelphia 76ers dropped the ball on that one. We saw what happened with the Ben Simmons situation where Joel Embiid had to basically say, forget what's going on with him. I got other guys in this locker room. I got to go be a leader. 
They fired Doc Rivers. Now all of a sudden you get to a point where James Harden don't want to be there. And now he has to go into another season dealing with drama of trying to convince a player to stay in Philly, which is, is unfair. So at the end of the day, Joel Embiid has delivered in great fashion over the last two seasons, leading the league in scoring and last this past season winning the MVP. I believe him. And if he if he do decide to leave in the near future, no one should be mad at him because he has given it his all when it comes down to the organization. So if Daryl Moore in the front office can't do what they need to do and make sure they get the right pieces around him to be able to compete yeah. uh, as the legit title contender, then no one should be mad if in a year or two he acts out or won out or maybe want to trade go somewhere else, take his talents. Right, because in his full comments to Mav Carter, he said, it takes more than just one guy or two guys or three guys to be able to do this, and I try every single day to bring my best so that I can set that bar for everybody else. But the fact of the matter is, and I've said this, I feel like a bunch of times over the last couple of weeks, Richard, is when you have a superstar, you are always on the clock to win. For to sure. put the pieces around them to get them to the spot where they want to stay. Giannis was like right there. And then yeah, they were like, we're going to go right. all in. All in. Quality. And they won. Hey, can we put that graphic up there? Pretty please. Because I want to show people. I want to show people. Well, okay, well, I, 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 first of all, I apologize, Kathy. I shouldn't just be asking you. just. To, She's the when, best director. When this you, is why. She is the best. Okay. The now let's look at this. Tim Duncan. We know about Tim Duncan. Sean Alien, David Robinson. All three of them were on the same team. Right? Tim was one, David won, Sean Elliott. So they won a championship with the let's same just, group. Let's just skip it. There's two guys on that team that were drafted with the team and led their team to a title. Tim Duncan and Dwayne Wade. That's it. Sean Elliott. The rest of those guys were complementary players or not the number one guy yes. on the team at that point. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So the though. list is short. When you look at LeBron this, left LeBron and came back. And then LeBron yeah, left and came back. back. D-Wade obviously stayed there. And right. Even Jason Kidd left and came back. So there's very few times that top five picks win championships with their teams. And sometimes it's unique situations. So right. I believe him 100% and well, really should but believe To be clear, I don't, I'm not saying not to believe yes. him. He just says this stuff a bunch. To me, it's what you said. They're on the clock. Get good enough. Kobe this is Bryant. The I know not the team that dropped. Exactly. But the this Lakers, is the, Kobe Bryant. This is the conversation yeah. that we're going to be having for the next calendar year. Yep. What is going to happen with Joel Embiid in Philly? Yes. To me, the words sort of are irrelevant. It's the actions of the Sixers. Can they be good enough? Mm -hmm. Can they get the team good enough by next offseason? If they can't, then it's going to be, what do we do now? Well, and guess what happens? The voices get louder That's and right. louder and louder the closer they get to that point. It's going to be very interesting to see where the James Harden ingredient falls in that, that conversation. That graphic is sad. Still to come on NBA Today. <laughs> Kathy, thank you so much for getting us that graphic again. LeBron James, he's had some amazing highlights throughout the past Ooh. 20 years. But which version is better? If you had to choose, is it 6? Is it 23? Ooh, we're going to do a little top of the top coming up next. Plus, speaking of highlights, Sabrina Unescu. She stole the show in Vegas this weekend, so we're going to relive every shot of her record-breaking performance. And sticking in Vegas, the championship game ooh, of Summer ooh. League, it's going down tonight. Our biggest takeaways from the past several weeks. a proper reaction. More yeah. NBA Today after this. What are you doing, Rich? I'm going to get my sexy on. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today. I got a little nerves in my stomach right now, but... You know, once the jump ball starts up, I'll be ready to play. Here he comes the other way. There's your first James Jam. Oh, he threw it down. James, that's flying in. In my 20 years playing this game, and in all the years before, I've never, ever cheated the game. And I would never take it for granted. Here comes Every time I step foot on the floor, I'm going to give it everything. One second to the win. When the season ended, I said I wasn't sure if I was going to keep playing. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? LeBron, for the record, he's got it! He's got it! The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. last week at the SBs, and I know that Richard you and I we were we were losing sleep yeah lucky for us lucky for us about whether or not he would return for his 21st season phew I mean he's back but uh we did have some real real LeBron news from over the weekend our Dave McMenamin reported that he will be changing his jersey number from six back to 23 that's the same jersey he won a championship with the Lakers in 2020 Richard, I think we got to do a little compare and contrast. Well, 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 look, there's been a lot of conversation about, like, look, Kobe Bryant with his 24 and 8. There was a lot of talk. He had a Hall of Fame career in both. So we're going to break down. Now, look, we understand the six. It's a smaller number, but 11,000, that's more than Perk has, right? Two titles, two MVPs, right? Why is Perk six straight? Why? Because yeah, that's just Perk. Six All-NBAs, six All-Stars. Now, I'm not saying this is – well, this is definitely a Hall of Fame, mainly because of – this right there and that right there. Mm. The two MVPs and the six. Uh, like, that's impressive. And then you come over here to this monstrous number, which is going to continue to grow. But I will say, I give him a lot of respect because the NBA allowed players to stay in their jerseys for as long as they want. And then the late, great Bill Russell, obviously, they're retiring it throughout the league. So I will give him all the credit. But at the end of the day, the best question is this. Forget the numbers. Which version is the best? Is it the Lakers in 2020? Is mm. it the Miami LeBron or is it the Cleveland? Let me tell you this. The Cleveland LeBron, the Cleveland LeBron, those couple of seasons, that was the best basketball I'd ever seen a player play in my entire life. Well, in case anyone at home needs a little bit of a refresher, let's do a little top of the top of LeBron in both number 23 and number six. We're going to start in 23 here. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, oh. it's 2005. Damon Jones, sit your little butt down. And it's oh. funny, he still keeps Damon in his pocket, in his back pocket, too. <laughs> Damon still there, ain't left. Oh, this one. Yeah. Oh, Paul Pierce this didn't have what? a chance. Woo! Paul Pierce didn't have a chance. You stare, Paul Pierce Playoffs still. Too? He, he's still mad about this. 
Oh, and then we had to bring up, you know, something it a little bit sweet. more. That was sweet out there. This is actually more recent. Oh, that's just abuse. 2018. Yeah, that, that was, that was. Sorry, nerd. Oh. Well, speaking of the, the disrespect, we have uh, pop disrespect. Oh, what, up why there. is this in this grainy? Well, because this is all the way back in 2005. This is that was not five. That was the, that, this was this was like this was like 95. Who was that that fell? Ruben Patterson. Ruben Patterson, the Kobe stopper. Woo! Oh, that was disrespectful. Yeah. We gotta it figure a out a way to get better, better grain, grainy, less grainy video. All right, fine. Well, then we'll we'll do something Ooh. more recent for you, Richard. Oh, the turnaround. The turn. Yeah. He sucks his show off, bro. I love it. I love it. I bet you won't do that now. Well, oh, what we, we got here? Top unselfishness. Well, his passing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's top five all time in assists too. Whoop it is. <laughs> Number four. No look behind the back. Deli, look at this. Look at that. Who is that young man? That, that young man right there is responsible for most of these highlights, mm. right? I'm gonna be really honest. Mm -hmm. You see how high I got up? I was 42 years old then. That is this, what we're all. This watching. is one of this, this this pass. That was dirty. Cause nine people should run the Kyle Korver. So he just. Beep. He just, he just show off. Let's man. do a little top bounce here, Ooh. just for good measure. Yeah, that was all right. Oh, I'll, 2005 I'll, against the Pacers. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, the 23 Braun in Cleveland second time is the best basketball he ever played. Ooh. God. Was that against Gilbert? Remember when he used to just make Gilbert his little puppet? Yeah, Gilbert Arenas, you little puppet. I'm glad that that was what. That right there. Oh. This Braun, this Braun maximized physicality. Childhood me, this, these Cavs Warriors. Mm. All right, Big Perk, bringing you back into the conversation here. Six or 23? I got to go with 23. I got to go with 23. Braun, when he came, when he went back to Cleveland, mm. that was a different Braun. And I actually got a front row seat to some of those spectacular performances he was putting on. Here's a question, <laughs> though, right? Disrespect but, but when, No, I mean, disrespecting everybody. In that Toronto series, it was something special to watch from the sideline. I was over there averaging 2,500 uh, claps a game, but I was still <laughs> right there in the, in the mix of everything. Here's the question, though. RJ, Malika. Yeah. We already know the number 23 in... With, with the Los Angeles, with Bronx Falls, the number 23 is going up in the Raptors, in the Staples Center, yeah. right? They just changed the name back. It's the Staples Center. The question is, if Bron could deliver another championship with number six, we know that he at least has three or four more great years at the elite level. Does he get two <laughs> Numbers in the Raptors like Kobe Bryant. If he, the wins Los Angeles if he wins another championship or continues to build his legacy in six, in, in, in this number, no, 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 because he's switching to 23. Yeah, he switched to 23. But he won now. the championship in yeah. six? He won the championship in 23. Nah, no. I, I think, I, I think, think but he broke the record in six, though. That, he broke, but true. he broke the scoring record in six. Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. It's <laughs> tough because Kobe literally split his career right down the middle. Yeah. The numbers mm -hmm. are so creepy. It's like 19 assists or 19 All-Stars to 10 All-Stars. Yeah. It is So Kobe did have two Hall of Fame careers in both jerseys. I, I can't say that like in the Kobe. Right. And LeBron may have two. It just may not have – not necessarily – 
I'll tell you what. He's going to have his jersey retired in Cleveland. He's going to have his jersey retired in Miami. He's going to have his jersey retired in L.A. So there you go. That's what it is. It's three, yeah, three different stadiums. It's going to be three different franchises. Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson, thank you so very much. Still to come on NBA Today, let's get to some summer basketball because the Summer League Championship, it's set for tonight. Our panel, their biggest takeaways from Summer League thus far. Keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I need a nap. Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, we had a packed weekend of basketball in Las Vegas, so let's go coast to coast. A little Summer League edition here. Some confusion. Mavs Pacers Friday. What is going on Marcus here? Marcus Bingham Jr. He goes the wrong way. Yeah, or on the wrong basket, he? Richard. What's going on, Tim? Well, here the officials got it backwards and had the play going in the opposite direction. So Marcus Bingham figured it out and went down and got a layup on the other basket where the Mavs were supposed to be trying to score. And, you know, everybody else was waiting to figure out what was going Wouldn't on. Wouldn't have happened if Richard was refing. So why does it say appears to dunk on the wrong basket? He dunked on the right basket. That's because yeah. he appeared to dunk on the wrong basket. <laughs> but what well, away no, check out this putback dunk from Lakers L.J. Figueroa. Richard, you called this game. Best play of summer league right here? Ah, it was pretty good. I, it, it was up there because if you Ooh. don't know, there was some bumping Ooh. and some talking trash going the around. Celebration the is play, almost better than the dunk. The play b- before, Lofton was talking trash to him, and then he went on a tear. So, like, that made this dunk a little bit extra. But, yeah, that was impressive. Climb that ladder. Proper <laughs> 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 reaction. I love Proper it. reaction. Well, following the game, this might have been the first ever swap between a player and a broadcaster. Was this your idea, Richard? Or no, was it Katie Ferrari's? George set me up. But she heard me fanboying over Frankie Ferrari. I was like, man, this dude is such a rock star. He's got the stash, the hair. It, it, it was really impressive. Can you um, throw a stash like that? Can I? I cannot. But I wish Perk would have been on the call because I would have loved to see a jersey swap with Perk and see if he can put it on. By the way, Frankie Ferrari. What a name. <laughs> what a name, right? <laughs> Just a perfect name. Whoa, well, how name. about this, Perk? Cavs, Nets. Give me your reaction to this Isaiah Mobley poster on Ooh. Jordan. Oh, that was a good one, too. Oh. <laughs> He's the give and go. He ain't the only Mobley. Got to say, it looked like his brother right there. Well, they'll be in the championship tonight, so you can see him in action once again. All right, last. uh, This is the Jazz Rockets game. Ed Crosswell lands on Nate Hinton. He's called for a flagrant foul, and you know what? I'm just going to stay out of this one, Richard. I don't know. Well, I'm he didn't know the guy. Look, he's looking around. Does he know? He doesn't know the guy is underneath him. That's not a flagrant. Ouch. He knew that guy was underneath no him, comments. man. Stop it. No comments. That's not cool. You don't do that. <laughs> Speedy recovery. Um, all right. Speaking of the Rockets, the Cavs, they'll face off tonight in NBA 2K24, the Summer League Championship game. Coverage begins at 9 Eastern on ESPN from the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. So let's talk about some takeaways for Summer League. For the other 28 teams, Summer League is over, right? We all got a little bit of a preview of the top rookies here. Cam Whitmore, after falling, we had him projected in the top 10. He fell all the way to 20th in the draft. He's the MVP of Summer League. So certainly that was one takeaway, at least for me. But, but Perk, what was your biggest takeaway from Summer League? The Detroit Pistons. Boy, look, we could talk about the Houston Rockets, and rightfully so. They got a nice young core, young group of players. But the Pistons, when I look at Wiseman, and I'm looking at Ivy, and I'm looking at the kid Thompson, along with Jalen Durham, and and listen, Isaiah Stewart and Kay Cunningham, Monty Williams 
got some bad problems on his hands. He have a group of young guys that he could pick and choose from that's probably going to buy into what he's coaching. Well, he is going to buy into his system. And now he's able to build from the ground up a nice culture, but he has some hell of a pieces over there. Mar- Marvin Bagley the third. he's only, what, 24, 25 years of age. He has a nice group to choose from. And this Thompson kid, he is going to be special. Special. Mm. I say he'll be an all-NBA player in three years. Wow. Ooh, My takeaway right. from Pistons Summer League was that Troy Weaver is a crazy man for power walking outside in uh, <laughs> Vegas Heat. If you guys saw the CNN clip of him getting interviewed, that was my highlight for the Pistons. My highlight, though, overall, sort of goes to Perk's point about Asar Thompson. Amen Thompson to Scoot Henderson played oh, great. in the game before Victor made his debut at Summer League. I covered this game, watched the whole thing. I thought both these guys were stellar in this game. That was my number one takeaway. Seeing both of them play, leading their teams, looking calm, cool, and collected throughout the game, completely in control at both ends. I didn't get a chance to see overtime elite a lot, so I didn't really know what to think of a man Thompson other than, you know, obviously you saw the projections of him being a ball-handling, skilled, big, yep. long wing. He showed that and more, and Scoot Henderson looked every bit the franchise prospect point guard he is, and to me, it's only further reason for Portland to get this Dame Lillard situation over with and mm-hmm. allow him to take over that team. Mm-hmm. So that was my number one takeaway from Summer League. So I like the Star Thompson, and man, those were two. I like seeing big, strong wings, but I had a different take from Summer League. Can we roll the tape? Oscar Smith, one of the greats of all times internationally, never played in the NBA. Was His draft rights were actually owned by the Nets back in the day, and there's a nice little floater that's good. I'm not familiar with that story. Oscar Schmidt? Mm-hmm. Oh, he could go. I mean, he'd get buckets. He beat, he beat the USA in the World Championships one year when we were still using collegiates. Oh, so this is the 80s? Yeah. Okay. Look. Some of us knew this. Let's go. We got ladies and gentlemen. Because you guys think, look, here at NBA Today, we view ourselves as an education program and perk. So it's like a two, it's a two-way thing. So I did not know this. And as a person that prides himself on being a basketball nerd, let's roll it up. Oscar Schmidt. Because I had to go to my, I had to go to my nerds. I had to get all of my stuff. 49,000 career points, most in basketball history. Did not know this. He was a sixth round pick in 84. Does the 84 draft sound familiar? It should, because it had Hakeem, it had Jordan, it had Barkley. He decided not to, because this was pre-dream team. So he would not have been able to play for the Brazilian national team. And we do know even today, how important national teams are to these players from other countries. So he's like, I'm not gonna go to the NBA. I'm gonna have to take a pay cut and I can't play for my national team. No, I'm good. Part of the reason why I didn't know about it. So, if you look at his record, his Olympic records, career points, 1,000 career points, career scoring average, 28 per game in the Olympics. And don't forget, you got to make the Olympics. Your team's got to qualify. So, it's not just everybody gets to show up. But the man was impressive. You see him here playing against David Robinson. That is his most notable achievement. Might be knocking off the U.S. in the 90 or in the 87 Pan Am games. He dropped 46 on the U.S., Won the gold medal. Now, again, like I said, this was pre-Dream Team, but there are names you know. David Robinson, he was 22 years old. Today, that would mean he was a third-year pro. They had Danny Manning. They had Purvis Ellison, Rex Chapman. It was loaded. So, for me, I appreciate Mark Jones for giving me a little bit of basketball knowledge. People were fairly nice to me on Twitter. So, I was like, listen, we're going to do an NBA segment. We're going to introduce the NBA 
today fan to an amazing Brazilian player, Oscar Schmidt. He's a part of the catalog now. We appreciate it. So coming up next, the WNBA All-Star Weekend will go down in history. Thanks to our girl Sabrina, breaking records. But what was the most important and best moment of the weekend? NBA Today, we'll be right back. We'll share it. Mark's watching your segment. Yeah, Marky! What a way to welcome us in to WNBA All-Star. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's been an all-star start to the career of Aaliyah Boston. This is something that I've dreamt of for years. I got she is unstoppable. Young gets a three. They can't guard you. They can't guard you. They can't guard you. Her game has been sick. If Chelsea Gray gets in her bag, it's over. Brianna Stewart. There is no defense for that. Put that on the highlight reel. What can she not do? Yeah, She put on a show. What a weekend it was for the W out in Vegas. And it started with Sabrina Unescu. She stole the show. I mean, the three-point contest. Best shooter on the planet. Richard Jefferson. Best he missed her first shot. And then it was a wrap out there. She needed 11 to avoid it, like to avoid Bro. elimination. She got that in 13 shots. She made 20 in a row. I'm gonna be really honest. There's never been a time in my life I've made 20 in a row, even in a gym by my shot doing the mic and drill. <laughs> <laughs> the most threes made in a contest, NBA or WNBA, before Sabrina on Friday was 19. She finished going 25 for 27, finishing with a total of 37 points. We heard Steph earlier. She challenged him after, and he said, yeah, we got to establish who's the best three-point shooter now. Well, right now it's her. She is yeah. the best three-point – she is the best contest three-point shooter we've ever seen, and it's not even close. It's not Clay. It's not Steve Kerr. It's not Larry Bird. It's not Craig Hodges. This is it's none of them. It's Sabrina. I mean, 37 points. The previous record was 31, 25 made. The previous record was 21, 20 consecutive. The previous record was 19. That all equals, and I'm bad at math, but it's like 92-ish, a little over, 92%. And the previous was 84. That's 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 crushing the that, that's not even <laughs> I, know. I don't even know what to say. That's called crushing the competition. Yeah. Um, let's get to the highlight then of the WBA also game because everyone's taking this in like, did we really just witness that? She said, Yeah, I'm that <clears throat> something I can't say. Um, what did she say? Let's go to All Star Game in I'll Las say. Vegas. We got Team Stewie versus Team Wilson, and there's a whole lot of, of stars in attendance to watch this. DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union, Sue Bird, the legend in the Sue house. Sue Bird gave me the bird. Sylvia Fowles. She said she wasn't what did very you do? Nice. Did you earn oh, it? I, well, I was myself, but I saw her. And Brittany Griner dunking it, girl. I see you. Huge ovation as she dunks it. She's enjoying this. And it's going <laughs> down to Phoenix next year. She had to give a little preview of what we're going to see for the 2024 WNBA All-Star Game. And then the second quarter, I mean, Sabrina was at it again. Four-pointer. It's well, good. I, look, well, okay, can we get a shooting contest? Because I'm really, I'm, look, I'm not going to disrespect Steph. But, like, there's always another one coming. There's always somebody else. Kale Bridges three-point celebration for good measure. Let's go. Perk, she was everywhere. But then, I mean, it, it was all about Jewel Lloyd. On fire the entire game. Hit four-pointers along with three-pointers. I mean, she picked up right where she left off in the regular season, Perk. 
Absolutely, and I think I think it's safe to say that the WNBA has more shooters than the NBA. I mean, listen, they have a strap. I know Richard never had one in his career, and that's probably why he stayed as a role player. But Richard, you can learn a thing or two right now. Uh, look, I, I don't know. I've been top five in the league in three-point percentage before. But, hey, you know, what do I know? Well, look, look, this is Lloyd making some history, game, though. Hey, it's won a game, bro. She I qualify. She 31 points. She set a new record for the most in an all-star game. And after losing last year, Team Stewie gets the 143-127 win. We have some more WNBA action for you Saturday on ESPN. The Sun, they're in Atlanta taking on the Dream at 1 Eastern. And then Asia Wilson. 19 and two aces, which is just insane. They face off against Nafisa Collier in the Lynx. Coverage tips with WNBA Countdown at 12.30 Eastern. Still to come on NBA Today, the Suns. They may have one of the best trios in the NBA, but they're, they're missing maybe something that could be a key component to a championship team. <laughs> Park Richard, they have some thoughts in. 60 seconds, I'm off work. Let's get it. Suns. They made some more moves this weekend. According to our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, the Suns traded campaign and a future second pick to the Spurs for a future second. They also signed forward Bull Bull. To Good, because I want no point guards on that roster. Yeah, Zero. They, they don't have a traditional point guard on this entire roster. Is this going to work? Richard, you look very happy about it. I Look, look, I, I'm not saying Cam was the answer, but he wasn't the problem. Look, I think Bradley Beal is a talented player. I think Devin Booker, these guys are basketball savants. They can yeah. do anything that they want. Do I think that the construction of the roster is where it needs to be? No. Eric Gordon, shooter. Devin Booker, shooter. Damian Lee, shooter. Bradley Beal, shooter. Not too familiar with the other two guys. But I'm just saying, they got a lot of scorers, a lot of shooters. You got to get somebody to facilitate. That's just me. Golden State had a facilitator. LeBron was a facilitator in Cleveland and Miami. You need someone that's got to take that role. I'm curious to see who it's going to be. Perk? Would you stop? Would you stop every single time? First, it was all about them building up their bench. Now, they didn't done that. Adding Eric Gordon. I love the pickup of Bobo. I said now, roster, sudden, not bench. I said, ro- I no, said roster, no, no, not no, just not, their hold bench. On. Let me finish. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, now all of a sudden it comes down to the facilitator. Kevin Durant is an underrated facilitator. We saw Devin Booker make a tremendous leap last season, last postseason as a facilitator. It's not too many traditional point guards out there anyway. When you look across the league, it's maybe three. James Harden in his transition to the point guard guard role. Maybe Russell Westbrook if you want to throw him in there. But, like, teams are not playing with traditional point guards no more. It's about upping your basketball IQ, being able to create for for yourself, being able to throw a lob to the basket, play the pick and roll. Those guys could do that, Richard. Let's not overthink this, okay? You're supposed to be educating. We got got 20 seconds left. Well, they still have a little bit of of room to add some guys. We'll get you the details tomorrow. Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson, Malika Andrews signing (laughs) off on this Monday. We will see you tomorrow.